Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. (laughs) Hello there, and welcome to... I wish you wouldn't. He never tells me Wait, you wish I would or wouldn't? Can't decide. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> he never tells me I was Did gonna you start it. Get the uh, the the tone of what I was saying there. I won't remember you. That's what uh, what I don't know. Oh no no song. no! I don't think you executed that properly. <laughs> <laughs> the people at home in their car on their walks are like, yeah. They're like, yeah. Nobody got Stick that. Stick to the online biz, biz stuff. Um, one of the true delights in our relationship and the fact that I found you as my life partner is that we are both. I would say equally Horrible. not talented Horrible. in the voice department. Terrible. And so one of my favorite activities <laughs> is us trying to go back and forth singing, like trying to hit a note. Yeah. And it's truly awful to listen but, to, but like, man, does it get us into giggle fit? But also one of my favorite things to do is like when you'll be singing, like we're in the car <laughs> and be like, wow, babe, that was really good. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Just uh, the sincerity that you deliver that always is just like it's the the more sincere you are, like the more I'm like you asshole. <laughs> but but it makes I'm me laugh. equally as bad. I know that's yeah. why it, that's why it's fine. Yeah. One of I'm the like, oh yeah, let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. We do not have is singing. Yeah. Uh, hey, last week we did some stuff in Portugal. We're gonna give you that in the Pramble. and I would say the highlight of the week for life things was our little Valentine's date dinner. Yeah. We're not big Valentine's we never celebrators. We have been big Valentine's people, but, um, you know, since we moved to a new country, we've been trying to at least do one little, like, date night a week, yeah. I would say. Kind of where we're at, in case you're curious, is, like, one little social engagement a week and one little just the two of us date a week. Yeah. Aside would... from our Saturday movie nights, which is our sacred date night, which... Right. Never changes. Watching movies is not exactly like. But you would think that moving to a new country, like we wouldn't have a social event every week, but actually like they've been piling up. Well, yeah, just because we're we're in the dating phase of adultfriendfinder.com. Adultfriendfinder (laughs) first dates and just like, man, we'll talk about that. That has turned into just a porn site, right? Like adultfriendfinder? I'm assuming, right? I always thought that was made up. That's a real thing. Oh, no, yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah, 100%. Oh, every time you make that joke, I thought it was fake. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that's a real website. I'm just not sure if it's porn, so please don't go there. I have no idea. Mm, I just yeah. know that it used to be a site for adults to find friends. So, yeah. <laughs> friends. Friends. <laughs> um, which is fine. Yeah. So, we, you. we did a, a Valentine's dinner and we found uh, this hotel that's mm-hmm. right on the beach. It's actually right around the corner from one of the first places that we had a bite to eat at here in the Silver Coast of Portugal mm-hmm. when we were here in August of last year. Mm-hmm. And it was such a cool place. It was so neat. And the food was delicious. My favorite part about it is, you you all know, we like, we just like all types of culinary experiences. We like the super casual, like, taco place that we found where you're sitting at picnic benches and we like Michelin star dinners where it's like fine dining. Like, we like it, we like it all for different reasons. But what I liked about this one is I feel like a Valentine's dinner, special dinner thing could become very sort of like highbrow. Yeah. And it was very approachable and casual and I really liked it. It was very midbrow. Midbrow. I would say. It was very midbrow. It wasn't lowbrow. The flavors. Yeah. Were highbrow, highbrow flavors, midbrow 
presentation. Yes. Uh, I'll actually uh, see if I can remember to add a link in the description uh, for the show notes here so you can check out the place because just it's a really cool place called Noah's Surf House. And we would 100% go back. We were talking about that. We were saying, like, let's come back here, like, often because Mm -hmm. the prices were pretty good, the atmosphere was fantastic, and the food was super tasty. And people were very wonderfully kind. Yeah. Uh, So that was a very enjoyable adventure. Um, One that, you know, it's fine. It is enjoyable, but it's also, it's me addressing one of the harder things that I have to do. please. That uh, I just don't like being bad at things. You didn't really segue. I thought we were still talking about a restaurant. No, we've moved on. Um, Uh Uh-huh. I was going to get there. You just didn't let me get there. I will <laughs> remember. Sorry, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Caroline's under her blanket. <laughs> Record from under there. The sound's going to be better. You went definitely <laughs> a second and a half longer than I thought you would. <laughs> so I had to get under my blanket. <laughs> but like, good for you. Oh, uh, just a question for everybody who listens to this that likes to send us emails <laughs> when we ask this. Are you the type of person when you're watching something and it's so embarrassing on like a show or the a kids TV? kids call that cringe, Jason. It's so cringe that like you physically cringe. Yes. Are you that person or can you just watch and you're fine? Caroline is the, she will hide under her blanket, this cannot. Is, this I think is the most scientifically accurate measure of empathy that we have. Yes. I think that we should do some testing yeah. on this. Because, yeah, I physically feel like it's happening to me. You, you will, like, almost leave the room when we're watching <laughs> something. You're like, I cannot deal with this. It's, it's hurting And I'm just watching heart. it, and I'm like, it's fine. Everything's fine. I know, fine. and like, that's because... That I'm, kid's embarrassed, but, like, it's fine. It'll be fine. It's a and movie. It's made all up. all humans are different. Anyway, let us know. Are you are you a person who hides under the blanket when it, things get weird? Like, or hey, you just sit there and it's fine? It's not real. Anyway, <laughs> what I was going to say, my segue, which was perfect, and very much everyone followed along... Is we're in our we had our second week of Portuguese language mm-hmm. lessons last week. Sim. Our wonderful teacher Anna is just so we love lovely. Her. We we, love, we laugh for like the entire every Teresa hour, is just the best, which is Tuesday. It's Tuesday, and I will say that it's just one of those things that I am not good at, and mm. Uh, mm. definitely I have realized. I am not good at auditory learning. Yes, this is a revelation for us. Yeah, so like I I need to see it. I need to, so like if I was taking an online course, I need a video lesson and I need a written lesson. Mm -hmm. I don't actually really need to hear that much. I mean, I think the hearing is helpful for pronunciation specifically in language. Sure. And and I need that. But I'm just saying like when Anna says a sentence, Mm -hmm. I'm like, uh, no. Mm -hmm. I got like one of those words. Like Mm -hmm. it just, and I think that this is a very interesting thing about how my brain processes information, Mm -hmm. especially new difficult information. So it's just a realization for me also admitting that I'm not good at it, but I'm still sticking with it. And my goal is that if we're going to do a language lesson every single week for this year, I want to commit and be here for it. Mm -hmm. But I also, I get the sinking suspicion I'm going to get left behind. You're not going to get left behind. (laughs) I have told you many times, I am so proud of you because I know that it's not easy for you to do something that you're not good at. And then secondly, I know that school and academic related things have a lot of baggage for you. I just don't like it. And like, I think, I think well, that's a 14, lot of people. When you go to 14 different schools you go to 14 and you different get bullied schools a lot and you get bullied, you really don't want to do yeah. homework. And you just associate this like school environment with negative feelings and emotions. Yeah. And so I'm proud of you for sitting in that discomfort. And also I, it's, it's also to me such a like act of love because I enjoy doing it with you so much. I don't, I enjoy it for myself because I like language learning. I like learning in general, but every time we like do our homework together. Yeah. This is where it's a, it's a very eye opening like difference for you. This is a hobby for me. Yes. This is like hard work. I understand. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not enjoyable. I won't right. say it's enjoyable, but yeah. I'm, I'm doing it not just because I want to do it for you, but mm-hmm. also just because we moved to a foreign country and a foreign country to us from the U S I want to like a, 
show the people that live here that I'm trying Mm -hmm. not just to move here and speak my language. Mm -hmm. I want to move here and like try and speak their language, Mm -hmm. even though I know they're just going to be like, let's just speak English. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, that's just my, I wanted to share that little personal. uh, Oh, and just speaking of that though, it was such a highlight of my week when I was, we had a delivery and it's, it's a 50, 50 shot on whether this is our first phone call on our Portuguese phone, by the way, we got a port, a phone call on our Portuguese phone and it was a person who, (laughs) it doesn't ring. And I was like, what's, and it was a delivery and they only spoke Portuguese and the fact that I felt confident enough where I didn't just freeze up and I was able to communicate enough in order to have a nice interaction with this person and try to be helpful and not just be like, ah, yeah. you know? Um, and thank God I know the word aqui and like, <laughs> see, yeah. uh, that's here and, and yes. And so, and I was able to deduce enough of what he was saying and like that, I loved at the end of that conversation, you were like, okay, it's coming on Wednesday. And I was like, because I was, I was listening to what you were saying. And I was like, I heard you say, Ateja. He said, do, he said, doish. And I was like, and I thought he said two days. Yeah. Because I thought this was the delivery where it was whatever. And Jason was like, didn't you just say he said he was in Ribamar? And that's and like. And you said, Ateja, he which said, he said, yeah. which is the more like, see you soon. See you soon. Not he like, said, see you in a couple days. Exactly. He said, yeah. Ateja at the end. And I said, Ateja. And then Jason goes, um, I don't I think, think it might be today. today. I think maybe he said two hours. And I was like, mm, and sure probably enough, two hours. Two hours later, yeah. the truck shows up. And so. But it was great. It was yeah, worked exactly. out perfectly. And that's the perfect example of, you don't have to be, like, you're not going to get it 100% right. right. But it was such a high to me to be like, you know, after just a couple of lessons, I can see the uh, results of it actually impacting my life in a positive right. way, which is so motivating for any habit that you're trying to form or anything that you're engaging in. So totally. that was really exciting. And we're still very, very, very early on and rudimentary in our Portuguese. Yes. But I, I really give you a lot of credit and I am enjoying doing it. Well, with you. let's see how you feel in six months when I'm still trying to conjugate two verbs. <laughs> uh, segue. Here's a segue, everybody, okay. into our final topic <laughs> of our Portugal uh, bramble, <laughs> which is the ongoing car saga. Uh, just wanted to give you folks an update because I know some of you actually are interested in this. And it is that we have not yet purchased a car. We are still trying to see if we can secure an auto loan through the bank that we signed up for and like put money into when we first moved here. The Portuguese bank. I will say the hardest thing that I'm now realizing that they don't understand is we don't have like a salary or a wage that comes through our bank account because we own our own business. We don't pay ourselves a salary. Into the millennium. No, no, no. Into our bank accounts, our U.S. bank accounts. So the way that, because we own our own businesses, we don't get paid every month a consistent... But we do do the payroll. I know, but we don't get a... It's not on a monthly statement. It's not consistent and it's not a statement. So like for them, and I finally realized this this morning when I got an email from another Anna, is she was like, is there any way you can show this in monthly transactions in your bank account that we can see this money coming in? And so this is just a tip for anybody who might be moving to a foreign country where you're not establishing (laughs) any credit. It's something to think about. Into a new country uh, is something to think about, which is, is there a way for you to get like your money situation where it looks like you're actually like your business is paying you in some way? Because I think that would have really benefited us. And now I'm thinking about it. If we do end up buying a home here, if that's something in our future, I want to get that going sooner rather than later so that we can show that. So anyway, all that to say, we still don't have a car. We did find a local uh, rental company that had some good prices. So we've got a small little, uh, very uh, European feeling car that we can scoot around in. Uh, Which has worked for perfectly months. for us, honestly. So yeah, yeah. it might have us rethinking what we end up purchasing because it's like, do we need something that's different than that? I don't know. Right. All right. That's your Portugal update and just sharing behind the scenes of what life is like here and the things we're going through. Great. Now, shifting gears, let's get into the 
topic oh, of... Oh, because we just talked about cars, so you mm-hmm. said shifting gears? <laughs> what happened at the end? I stopped. Oh, I break. like real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there someone in the road? Uh-huh. I will go. Don't. <laughs> and so the topic of this week's episode um, <clears throat> is something that we, Jason and I, have been talking about recently. And it really stems from actually behind the build live. Yes. Which we, let's just give them a quick kind of wrap up of how that went. Let's do it. So you heard us, maybe, maybe you did, maybe you didn't, if you were on this podcast, but the past few weeks, we were talking about a little experiment that we did called Behind the Build Live. And this was an opportunity to basically for one day, <clears throat> we set a, an ambitious goal of trying to create an entirely new lead magnet for our website to capture new email subscribers and then also to redesign the homepage of our website. And this was a project that we had put off. We thought we were going to have to wait until like maybe Q2 or even Q3 in order to do this. And then Jason had the idea of what if we just constrained it quite a bit, tried to limit it to one day. And then we allowed people to watch our process of how we take like an idea like that and break it down into tasks and and execute on it, which I thought was super fun. And we haven't done any, a lot of experiments and creative things like this. And so, yeah, it, so last, well, as of recording this yeah. last Thursday, yeah. um, we did that. And we, first of all, just to tell you how it went, went great. Like, it was very fun to yeah. just do something new again. In our final video thumbnail, it was like, uh, it, like we failed and we succeeded. Yeah, you we, know? we didn't complete all the tasks yeah. that we had on our to-do. So that was the, like, we failed. And then, but it was also like, wow, we got, you know, 90% of the way there, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, which is something that it taught us as well as just a reminder for you listening about the power of constraints and just saying, I'm only going to do this thing on this day. How yeah. far can I get? There's something very motivating about that type of challenge. Now that said, we bumped up against a lesson that we learn all the time in our business, which is we just bit off more than we could chew. We tried to be too ambitious. It was too much to try to do both of those things in one day. Yeah. And we're very much a, uh, you know, shoot for the moon and land among the stars kind of a, a couple. We, we do that often, but that actually brings me to the topic of this episode, which is I told Jason, I wanted to talk about, the feelings around this idea of when you keep running into the same lesson over and over yeah, and the emotions of that. Just real quick before we get into that, can I just ask a question for all the, uh, like, um, space engineers that listen to our show, the which big is contingency of space engineers. Yes. So when you say shoot for the moon and end up in the stars, technically the stars are farther away than the, the moon. stars are, I mean, exponentially farther away. Like you can actually, you can get to the moon. So it should be, I've never thought about it that. It should That's be shoot for the stars, stars and, and land, land on, on the, the moon. moon. Jason, because I've never thought about that. That's yeah. such a good point. I, that's what I'm saying. So I just, if any space engineers are listening to this, I guess Na- you work for NASA or you're like currently in space, it would be helpful if you could kind Jason, of. Jason, <laughs> my mind is blown right now. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. Shoot for the stars the and stars land are, on the moon. The stars are hundreds of millions of. They're so like, far away. Light years away. They okay. happen in the past, Or maybe it's too. like shoot for the moon and land back down to Earth and crash and burn because that's the only thing between here and the moon. Or shoot for the moon and just end up in the dark space between. I don't like that Which one bit. Which doesn't sound good. You're, Space is a top five under, fear of mine, right. so please So don't do that. let's get back to this lesson that we keep learning over and over. Uh-huh. And so for us, this lesson, and we hope you'll have one that you can kind of relate to as you listen to this, which is, for us, it's being too ambitious and overestimating what we can accomplish. That we, every, all the time. All the time. Every single day. All the time. Every hour, every minute. <laughs> and uh, so I think I, the only thing that what? I'm not overambitious about that I actually do achieve in my daily life is my baked goods. I set out Aww. to make some cookies. I end up with cookies, and then I eat them. 
to be fair, there's not a lot of like other ways for you to let's stuff see you, that. Let's see you get in there and bake some cookies. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> what would an ambitious chocolate chip cookie feel like? I mean, you know, I say that, and now I'm like, I watch a lot of cooking shows, and actually, the parallels are quite. Yeah. You, we all know those cooking shows where you're like, that was too ambitious. I've also Great made British, some British baking. real shitty cookies in my day. So, that's, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, the whole point also is that I want you listening to this episode to think of like, has there been a time recently in business, but also in life, where you feel like, here I am again, right yep. back here, learning this lesson? And what is the emotional experience of finding yourself in the same loop over and over? And, you know, I don't know. I just was thinking because I had this like little bit of a debriefing after behind the build. And I was like, gosh, why do we always do this to ourselves? And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to beat myself up over this about I'm not going to fall into this like shape. I mean, this is a very strong word for it, but I know those of you out there will resonate. I'm not going to fall in a shame spiral about why do I always do this to myself of biting off more than I can chew? Because it's just not helpful. Yeah. It's not helpful to find yourself in a situation where you have to a learn a lesson, but then you're going to shame yourself for having to learn that lesson. Like that's not helpful. And so I wanted to do an entire episode on what went through my mind when I had that first gut reaction of like, here we are again, you know, and how do we, how did I actively in that moment reframe having to learn the same lesson over again. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think a big part of this, and and I think personally, this is what I tend to bring to a lot of these situations that we run into just because I think it's my natural outlook in some of these things is like, it's no big deal. You know, like there's like, let's look at like the positives of this. Like what, what do we, yeah. what do we get from this? Like opportunities, not obstacles is something that I've said for many years in our relationship. It's probably something I've got from somebody else, but it's just this idea I of think- like, wasn't that um, Ryan Holiday's book, Obstacle is the Way? Yeah. 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 Um, but I don't know that he said that specific reason there, but sure, we can give it to Ryan. He's very smart. Um, but I think part of this is realizing that it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily like, oh, like I can just never fix this part of my personality or what have you. It's like, it doesn't necessarily need to be fixed as much as it's just understanding that it is a part of your personality. And so for us, it's like, we're never short on ideas. We always have things we want to do. We always want to make them different or unique or better. And that leads to us thinking we can get more done than we can. Right. So I think that's where I went as well, which is trying to unpack it and understand, okay, why, why do I find myself in this similar position or we find ourselves in this similar position over and over? And what is the positive part of our personality traits that get us in that position, right? Um, because I just am a big this a big believer of this whole idea of like there's always a flip side of every flaw, and so something that you consider to be a flaw is actually the flip side of a positive quality that you embody. And so for us, yes, we we always like you just described. We always have ideas. We have a strong vision. We are very goal oriented. We're very oriented towards action. And so sometimes those great qualities if cranked up to 12 are going to get us into a situation where we bite off more than we can chew. And so, but rather than focusing on like the negative outcome, just for a second, taking a moment to focus on the positive quality that gets you to that negative outcome, I think is helpful because you go, okay, I'm actually not just like, a bad person. Like, let me focus. Not, you know what I'm saying? Not yeah, a yeah. bad person. But let me focus. We do extrapolate those things out. I like, do think humans have a yeah. tendency to like, do that. I think even just to give a very uh, specific example, in behind the build, when we were at the like 4 p.m. of the day and we had like two and a half hours left and we knew we weren't going to accomplish it, I think we both had this moment where we were just like, 
oh, like I thought we were going to be able to like do this, you know, and yeah. you kind of like beat yourself up about it. And it's like, but what is that? That doesn't accomplish anything. Totally. And I do think that this is especially, um, a trap that you can fall into if you're someone who is trying to impart some type of wisdom or advice is you start to think that you're somehow immune from the same problems that all humans fall into. Right. And I think that 4 PM thing is like part of that frustration is us going, man, like we really wanted to show people how you can set out a goal and accomplish it. And so by not doing that or, or finding us in that, it, you sort of have this moment of like, oh, am I not qualified to tell someone? And then you go, no, I'm actually the most qualified because we're all human beings. And the most helpful thing that we could tell people is that we encountered a challenge and we and we here's how we thought through it, which is hopefully what we're doing in this episode, yeah. right? And so I just, I'm saying that also because I know a lot of you listening have your own audiences and you're sharing wisdom and you're sharing value. But just remember like the ultimate goal is not for you to never encounter a problem again or never have to learn a lesson again. If anything, those are all opportunities for you to continue to show share your wisdom and continue to show people how you work through that. Um, but yeah, by focusing on, I think the positive qualities that lead to that outcome, I think it first can help you start from a place of like self acceptance and self love and self compassion rather than self criticism. So that's a good place to start. Yeah. I also think, you know, specifically for our example, like I think at the 4 PM mark of behind the build day, if you would have asked us, I may be more specifically you than me, like would you ever want to do this again? At that exact moment, you'd be like, no, yeah, <laughs> I don't you're in want the to thick of do it. this again. But then you get to like the end of the day and you're like, okay, yeah. Like I, I don't feel as bad as it a couple hours ago. Cause like we're now past the time. And like, I've come to grips with the fact that we put too much on our plate and I was over ambitious and like, it's okay. Totally. And now like a week removed from it, I'm like, yeah, heck yeah, let's do it again. Totally. But it's it's do it again, understanding let's be a little bit less ambitious. Yeah. Let's maybe we can we can be a little bit more prepared than we want it to be. And I think for anybody listening to this, it's like, okay, what's the thing that you run into often? And it's just how the next time that you know you're gonna run into that thing, can you just be like a little bit better at understanding that you're probably gonna run into a similar problem, but you can be better at working through that, or you can at least acknowledge it's going to happen. But it's going to be okay. Exactly. Which I think does bring us to the next place where I kind of landed, which was remembering that the goal is not to like eradicate this behavior from your life forever, that you're never going to run into it again. It's just to get a little bit better each time. So you never get to that extreme place where the, where the results are so terrible. Right. And so just to bring more tangible details to this, what I mean is like, we would never look at behind the building and go, oh, you know what? The goal is to just like never be ambitious again. Right, of course. Or to never try to challenge ourselves again yeah. or to never, um, you know, establish a project that we don't know if we can totally do. Because there's parts of that that have value in yeah. challenging yourself and pushing your limits, right? But what we what we can say is like, oh, you know, maybe I never want to get to the point where that cranks up to such a 12 that I burn myself out or that I crash and burn or that I, like a good measure to me is like, I might have had that little like 4 p.m. mini meltdown, yeah. but I didn't scrap the whole thing and, exactly. and I didn't, you know, totally push myself to a place that was irreparable, right? So I think changing the goalpost from being, oh, I never have to learn this lesson again to, the next time I do encounter this challenge, which is probably always going to be some present to some degree because I'm an ambitious person or I'm a this person, whatever that place is that you find yourself falling into. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, oh, I'm never going to encounter that again. 
going, the next time I do encounter it, how can I just not crank it to 12? Yeah. Like, how can I aim for an 11 and then a 10 and then a 9 until you get to a place where you might still encounter that problem, but the, the um, you know, consequences aren't quite so dire. Yeah. I think there's also a very interesting part of this. And if you're a person who runs into the repeating the same lesson over and over again, there might even be some angle on this. It's just like you haven't done that thing enough to actually understand the totality of what it takes to do it. Mm -hmm. So like I, I was just thinking as you were talking, I was like, if we did behind the build yep. every month yep. for the rest of this year, yep. and it was always a lead magnet and a homepage redesign. And we just said like, maybe this is going to be like something that we do an experiment every single month. We're going to change our lead magnet, change our homepage and just like look at the year and like, which one did the best by the 12th month and probably by the sixth month or even by the fourth month, we would probably get it done every single time in the day and we would feel really confident that we could do that. Yeah, but here's what's so interesting about what you just said, which brings up a really good point. You said something very interesting, which I, is... You could say it's interesting one more time. I don't mind. That was too... The way like, that your face just lit up when I said you were interesting <laughs> Well, is maybe you truly, should compliment me more because like, apparently... I've, like, I've never seen you that lit up. Apparently, uh, don't they, get a lot look of... Look at my face. Yeah. You were, the, what you just said was interesting. Uh, less interesting. <laughs> what you said was interesting, which was if we did it once a month, every month, and did the homepage and lead magnet. Yeah. So if we did the same exactly. thing, right? Exactly. And so... The reason you said that is because you acknowledge the fact that if we tried to do it again with a different project, the variable is different, right? Totally. And so this brings up a good point that we didn't write down, which is a lot of times we better beat ourselves up for encountering the same lesson over and over, but the circumstances are different. The variables are different. And so I just think that needs to be acknowledged so that we can give ourselves some compassion to say, yes, I maybe have to learn this lesson in a new way this time, but you know, it's, I basically, in this particular scenario, I was doing something new for the very first time. This is for all of you client service folks out there. If you're a designer, if you're a writer, if you're a copywriter, if you're a virtual, anything, and you constantly find yourself going, why is it that every client that I run into, I just can't get them to like work in my process? It's probably not you. It's the client. And it's <laughs> the fact that every single one of them is different. Right. And I think this is something that like, as I've interacted with a ton of our Wandering Gameplay members who have client businesses, I will see this thing where they're like, I don't understand. Like I have my processes honed in, but yet like this new client and I'm like, hold on. What are the variables that are changing? This new client. Right. You can't control that person. You can't control when they pay their bills, when they get you feedback, how they give you feedback. Like you can have the best process in the world. So like the behind the build live, we could have the, the streamlined version. But as soon as we said, it's not a lead magnet and a homepage, now it's a whole online course. Like, oh, well, shit. That's going to yeah. be a whole different bunch of variables that we're going to run into. So I think it is really important in this bumping up into I'm learning the same lesson again. Are there variables that are changing that you just need to understand and appreciate that you can't control all mm -hmm. of them? And as you move forward and run into these things and go, oh, okay, this is not actually me not learning this lesson, maybe specifically. It's that there are additional variables I have to have more experience with to get through this, you know, kind Definitely. of Definitely. And that also, I think, helps you reframe the situation that you encounter as like, great, this is a new opportunity for me to like add to the you know, reps, if you will, to say, okay, what did I learn in that rep? Like, what did I learn in that rep? You know, and you're almost like compiling this, this like uh, list of wisdom of, yes, it might be the same lesson that you're having to learn over and over again, but you're going to learn new things because the variables are different. You're going to, 
you're going to have interpreted that lesson in a new way so that you can try different techniques going forward of how to at least, I think it's just about trying to lessen the dire consequences of whatever that lesson is. Right. Um, and so like for us, like I was just describing, if we can just lessen the fallout of maybe like overextending ourselves, like for me, the goal would be just to never get to a place where I'm so physically and mentally spent that it, you know, wrecks my mental health, that it yeah, impacts my physical health. Exactly. Yeah. Which so, you actually didn't the next I day. Didn't. So I think that just shows your ability I didn't, to which recover is better. I know. And I and I I was happy with that. And I think that was also about appreciating and going, okay, I I have actually you can very easily tell yourself, here I am again learning this lesson, but really look at the scenario and go, but did I did I behave in a way that actually the consequences weren't quite so bad as the last time? And if the answer is yes, then I think it's worth appreciating that about the way that you handled it yeah. and about the fact that you are learning the lesson. It's just learning the lesson doesn't mean you never have to encounter the challenge again. Yeah, I, I think the other thing that I tr- try to remind us of and I think you do this now too, is like, we are making all this up. (laughs) So a lot of times when you run your own business and you create your own deadlines and you create your own projects and you create your own daily task list, you're, you're doing it to yourself. Totally. And so you have to have compassion for your own previous version of yourself, your future version of yourself where you go, I did this to myself. So like, it's, it's not a big deal. It's okay that like, this was all made up anyway. This was a whole arbitrary thing that we did in like a one day thing. Yeah. It's like, if you imagine yourself as just for simple terms as the boss and the employee, sometimes we can be a real dick of a boss. Yeah. It's like as the employee, as the person who is executing on the vision that my previous self has set forth, let's say I didn't get all the tasks done or whatever. Like the way that I'm behaving as the employee is almost as if like my boss was like really going to come down hard on me for not finishing this. And it's like, what if in that situation I can just go, but I can choose to be a good, I can choose to be an empathetic boss right now. I can choose to be a compassionate boss. I can choose to treat myself the way that I would treat an employee who just said like, Hey, like, you know, and of course like, yes, there's accountability and there's self accountability and there's discipline and all that good stuff too. But it's like, I just think there's something about the the mental framework of going like, am I being a dick of a boss right now? Exactly. Like maybe maybe don't do that. Yeah. Like previous me, why'd you do this to me? Um, and then so another thing that I think is really helpful, which we kind of touched on a little bit, but I've been thinking about this a lot because we're putting together the coaching session for this month, which is all about kind of entrepreneurial mindset and a framework that I have found helpful is that. If you think about this lesson that you're having to learn over and over again, we already talked about like what is the positive trait that is associated with maybe getting you in that situation. For us, let's just call it ambition, which I don't totally resonate with, but I think it's what can describe this most succinctly. We're overambitious, right? Like we just think we, we set out to do way more than we can practically do. I think it's worth going like, okay, that's a good quality. But like if I, again, if I crank that up to 12, it gets me into a negative outcome. So what are the like bumpers and the balancing traits that can, that I need to be mindful of as I lean towards my most natural state, which is my overly ambitious self? Like, what are those bumpers that can just prevent me from hitting a 12 on the ambition scale? Yeah. And for us, it's like, you know, I think patience is one of them that I have to be mindful of all the time. It's like part of what the ambition is, is like, I want to do it all right now. And so if I can just employ a little bit more patience, it's probably why we talk about slow growth so much because it's like we 
teach the thing we most need, most need yeah, in our exactly. lives. Yeah. Um, you know, patience or um, practicality, like balancing that ambition with like, okay, but real facts, how much time do we actually have real facts like the moon being closer than the stars that's a real fact that's a the space engineers you let me know (laughs) that's a real fact (laughs) yeah one of the things that uh, we talked about for this that i think is a good example for folks because we've run into this and i think everybody can kind of relate to this is like you know you want to get back on the like exercise and 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 working out train and you haven't done it for a while and you, you go hard for like a week and then your body is so sore or you're so tired or you just really hate it because you went intense. Yeah. Like you're just like, I got to get back into this. I'm doing like the YouTube workouts that I saw or I'm doing the Apple plus whatever workouts that keep coming off my watch. I'm like, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you don't want to do it. And it's because you went too intense to start as opposed to just like, what if I just worked out for 10 minutes a day? Like right. I just did some squats and like jumping jacks and like went for a walk around my neighborhood and like that was good enough. And then by the second week when I'm not super sore, I'm like, ah, you know what? I might do like a 15 minute workout. And then, you know, so it's, it's actually like starting slow, taking it a little bit easier. And if you know that you're someone who finds themselves in this place where you intensity is maybe like a thing that you use a lot of times, right? So that would be sort of the trait is like, okay, I know that I can sometimes drift towards this intensity where I start things really fast and I go really hard and then I kind of fizzle out. Then one of your bumpers might just be like pacing yourself. And it's like, oh, I always know in the back of my mind, since I know I'm like an intense person, I just might need to temper that a little bit with pacing myself. And so I think it's valuable for every one of us to go, okay, what are those like handful of like five traits that are positive, but that maybe I have a tendency to crank it up to 12 and what are then the bumpers that I can keep myself maybe, maybe at like a 10 or a nine or an eight, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think for anybody listening to this, whatever the trait is for you that you like see for yourself or the lesson you keep bumping into, it's like, how can you take the way that you run into that at a level of 12 and run into it at a level of three moving forward and just like, see what it feels like just for it to be like, this is gonna be so easy when I do this. Like it's gonna be so much less pressure. It's gonna be so much less actual investment of time. Let me just see what that feels like. Yeah, just so that you almost have like a lower limit too. Yeah, you're like, okay, I could have done twice as much as I did. But like, that's a good place. How about get to there? And what were all the positive feelings that I had associated with cranking it way back? Exactly. Right? Like if we did it behind the building, you're like, okay, our goal today is... I almost can't even come up with an idea. <laughs> Let's I'm like, what would be a three? Three slides. Like, let yeah, three <laughs> slides, and like, let me write an opt-in form. Like yeah. that, I I just think it would be an interesting experiment yeah. just to see how it would feel. So maybe that's a goal for our next behind the build live is we almost like force ourselves to scale it way back and just like see how that would feel. Yeah. Um, the last point that we wanted to dig in here into here is also something we go into. We did a previous mindset coaching session. And this is something that has helped me, which is whenever there's some type of thing that you run into, mindset that you want to shift, it's asking yourself, like, what is the deeper driving motivation or the root cause, the root belief, the story I'm telling myself about what is maybe driving this behavior? And I I posed that question to Jason. We didn't come up with, like, a super clear answer, but I thought it would be fun to just, like, talk through on the podcast. Right. Do you think that there is a deeper driving force or belief or root cause of why we tend to be overambitious? Yeah. I mean, I, I personally think it's because we, we want people to watch us do things and know that like we didn't phone it in and that right. it seemed very unique or it seemed very different or they watch and they're like, wow, I didn't expect them to do that much. Mm-hmm. Like I always want to over deliver, I think mm-hmm. is the thing. Mm-hmm. And 
And I, I'm sure, I'm sure this stems from something in my childhood. Well, exactly. Like that's, it's the fi- five questions to go deeper, right? So then I'm like, I, that resonates with me. And then I'm like, well, I wonder why we both have that quality. Like, what is it in us? Like, is it coming from a place of not just like trusting that our unique perspectives are enough? Right. Like, is it just that we need to do, we need it to be our unique perspective plus like 10 times more than anyone would ever expect because then you know, that's so different and that's, I don't know. Yeah. But I I think it's worth just talking that through, even if you don't arrive at like a clear answer so that you can be aware of like, what is the deeper reasoning behind my behavior? Yeah. Well, and I, I think one way to, it's not necessarily to combat that, but it's to like, think about it. It's really helpful to have like a guiding word or principle in your business that, that I, believe stands out from other people to help with this. So mm-hmm. it's like you can always fall back on it. So my example for us is unboring. Mm-hmm. So like I really try to always in everything that we're doing because online business stuff is so boring and like over talked about and everyone said the same thing so many different ways. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but we're not boring people. Like we can make this fun. We can make it interesting. We can make silly jokes. I can sing a song out of tune. Weird metaphors. Yeah, like it's just, it's those things that stand out because it's the same information but it's packaged in a way that someone's like, yeah, but like I actually had fun listening to that or yeah. learning that or whatever. And so maybe in in in, dis, in de- digging into this deeper, it's like, can we just trust in that quality more often exactly. instead of going so hard on the qu- the quantity right. of the things that we're trying to do? Can we trust that each one of the things that we are doing is unboring yeah. and really rely on that sort of individuality? And you may have this in your business, person listening to this of like, oh, like mine is like punctuality. Like I just, I really hated like growing up that like I you felt like I was always late to things or whatever. And like, in my business that I run, like I'm always punctual. I'm always getting my, you know, uh, clients, their stuff at the deadlines. I'm always getting, you know, like whatever those things are. And so you know that you're kind of like maybe good enough value that you're falling back on that hopefully is not like overworking you in any way whatsoever is I'm just going to be punctual. I'm just like, uh, that is a trait that I want someone to, when they think of me, they go, oh, I'm going to get that stuff on time every single time. Yeah. And that's going to be different for every single person. And it depends on your own values and as all of this stuff does, right? But I I hope that in this episode, just by understanding that these are still things, we still have lessons that we learn all the time. This was just one. Overambitious or like turning turning our ambition up to 12 is just one of the many, many things that we fall into. And that's just part of being a human being is you're always going to be you know, falling back on your, your patterns and your habits and your things until you have some sort of negative consequence of that or outcome of that. And you just go, okay, like, how can I do better next time? And and I want to end on something that, again, I talk about in the um, coaching session, but I think it's really important for us to remember is not trying to shift any of these things or, or change anything about yourself or learn these lessons from a perspective of self-criticism, but instead have it be a motivation out of self-love. So what I mean by that is like, I always have this paradox in my head of like, is it possible for us to say that we're good enough? Cause we all know that that's important to love ourselves as we are in this moment, exactly as we are and to want to be better. And like, how do those two things coexist? It feels to me like they're antithetical, but I think they can coexist. I think it's a part of the paradox of being a human. When you say, when you root them both in self-love mm-hmm. and you say, Self-love means that I accept myself as I am today, that I don't need to change in order to reach some metric of worthiness to myself. And I also love myself enough to know that I'm evolving and there's a a future version 
that I feel like is truer of the way that I want to show up in the world. And I can pursue that at the same time. And so as long as I'm doing both self-acceptance and self-growth from a place of self-love and not self-criticism of like trying to be what other people want me to be or saying that I'm not worthy or saying that I'll only be good enough when I grow into this X, Y, and Z, when I don't run into this problem again, that's only when, you know, then I can love myself. It's like, I think any of this stuff with personal growth really needs to always be rooted back into, no, this is a way that I am loving myself is I I have a future version that I want to grow into. And it's, it's a different posture than trying to run away from the person that you are now. Facts. That's it. Great job. That's a great place to end it. I don't have anything to say. Otherwise, if we keep talking, I'm just going to sing more. And I don't think anybody is interested in that whatsoever. I really am not. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going to say you really are. And then I was going to like, just go for like, do you want me just to go for three minutes? I don't think so. I think I could just try and do it. I Uh, dare you. I dare you to sing for three minutes. Really? Yeah. You would be, you would become that blanket. You wouldn't be under the blanket. You would be a blanket and you would just be. It's a little bit of a game of chicken right now because I did just dare you. And I'm like, yeah, but if there's any person you're daring in life, don't dare Jason. Don't do it. I'm not going to subject everybody to that. I know Ah, it's terrible. I won the game of chicken. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. That's it for this week's episode. We'll be back next week. We appreciate you listening. listening. Okay, bye.